You're listening to the NYY Sports Talk podcast hosted by Christian and Chris. Head to nyysportstalk.com to subscribe to the show and check out the fan shop so you can swag up on great NYYST apparel. Stay on top of all the latest with the New York Yankees, including breaking news, in-game updates, and incredible fan giveaways by following on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. It's now time to talk Yankees baseball. Welcome back. This is episode 53 of the NYY Sports Talk Podcast presented to you by BrandonRendiniFitness.com. BrandonRendiniFitness.com, where lifestyle and fitness go hand in hand. I'm your host, Christian. As always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You! And no one else today. No one else. (laughs) (sighs) That guy, Rye, is currently running daddy daycare. He is. I feel bad. (gasps) No, you don't. No. Uh, anyway, here we are, about 6.30 Thursday evening, fresh off the Yankees sweep of the Seattle Mariners. Technically, the Yankees didn't lose a game since we last talked. Because that first game no, against we, the Nationals. No, we did a pod. When did we do the Sunday pod? After, after the game. On Sunday. I, they lost on Sunday. We haven't. They haven't lost a game since we last talked. Technically, oh yeah, yeah, because you're the right, national right. game, the first one, dates back to what May fifteenth, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. We did the pod after the because I game. talked about how mm-hmm. they always lose on Sundays, and then you proved me wrong. Yes. Um. So, the two games in in Washington, I hate the suspended game. I hate it. Oh, I think baseball got, has to get rid of it. Well, what are you, <clears throat> excuse me, if what you are can't you? finish a game that day, it needs to start over. I'm sorry. it It's ridiculous. So then there should be no rule on how long a game should last. Isn't technology good enough now to know that you're not going to be able to get a full game in? Like weather-wise... I mean, isn't it isn't it advanced enough? Not really. How many times have we seen them delay games for two hours and we haven't had a drop of rain and they're waiting for a storm to come that just never comes? Well, that's like the only thing in life that is still behind on technology that's not accurate. I don't like it, and I'll tell you why. What, the weather? No, I don't like the suspended game, and I'll tell you why. One, the Yankees are immediately at a severe disadvantage. Right Outside of today, where they exploded in the first inning, they're really a late-in-the-game team. They take a while. They take a few times through the lineup before they really find their so swing. So technically, that should have put them right in, oh their, my God. Right in their happy yeah, zone. Yeah, of course. Getting their first at-bats in the seventh inning. No. No. Secondly. And they had a lot of opportunities to score in secondly, that game. You realize that. Yeah, I know. But secondly, and I'm not just saying this because Soto wasn't on the roster and he's the one who hit the home run but it just doesn't add up to me right because you made a great point what if someone gets traded in the meantime that's just not right to me if you're really going to suspend a game and do all this dumb stuff where you're like oh well that loss really is calculated on may 15th then you know what both rosters should be the same and that's never going to happen so i don't agree with the suspended game now we had a guy hit a home run who never even made his major league debut yet at the time. So what if Greg Bird had hit a game-winning home run in that game? 
I I wouldn't be complaining about it. I'd be happy, but I would feel the same way. I wouldn't have gone out of my way to think about it like that, but I'd still feel the same way if someone brought that point up to me. What if uh, what if Bryce Harper had got hit by a bus since May 15th and he couldn't play in the game and they brought up Soto to take his spot? That's different. That's different. So that's an injury. No, because you couldn't bring up Soto at that time. What? In the middle of a game? If it's a true suspended game, Right. All right. So you can't bring up a player from the minor leagues mid game, can yeah, you? Yeah. No, you can't. Okay. So if allowed... you want to do all this stuff where you're saying it's suspended, and then you're going to make all the stats count back then, that shouldn't be allowed, or you just shouldn't do it. You all shouldn't right. have suspended games. What if some? So what if there is a trade? You can't bring back. Let's say I. That's you can't, why I'm... You can't bring back somebody. You can't. Let's right. say Austin got traded to the the Tigers, and that's and why you can't I... be like, okay, Tigers, we need to take Tyler Austin <laughs> back for three innings. I just said though, you made a good point with that. That's why instead of saying they should all have the same roster, I'm saying they just shouldn't have suspended games anymore because it's truly not a suspended game. But how many? Everything is different. Think about all the different elements from May 15th through the first six innings or whatever it was, five and a half innings. To now, think of all the differences, uh, bro. There's been like the Yankees have had like this is what their second or third suspended game, and in, that like, goes to my point. Ten years. That goes to my point. Then get rid of them. They make no sense. Both teams should have started fresh because they are two different teams from the time that May fifteenth that game was played. Two different teams should be a fresh game. I don't care what inning the suspended game was in. So if it's Goes you play nine full and it's tied and then a monsoon happens then you got to play a whole another game absolutely and <clears throat> yeah absolutely that's ridiculous no it's not then why have lengths in place to then, say if a then, game la- then play the game the next day well obviously they couldn't do that because it rained out the next day okay well then that's a problem for me if you can't do it within that series then sorry you know there's a reason why you don't control things I make valid points. I don't think it's that. I don't think this one's that valid. Honestly, I don't think it's that big of a deal. We got beat I, by a guy that was not on the team in May 15th. And what if Bryce Harper hit the game-winning home run instead of Juan Soto? Then you do. There's not even a discussion point. Okay, it's but not. He wasn't. So that's why there is a discussion. That's such an awful argument. There is a discussion because of what happened. So I'm I'm creating a discussion over it because this guy was on the lineup. He wasn't even on the team. What if he had gotten called up the next day? Doesn't matter. That, that still bothers you? Yes. It shouldn't. Absolutely bothers me. He was not on the 25 man that day. He shouldn't be on so the So the 20. Yankees should have just automatically lost the game anyway because their three runs shouldn't have counted because Tyler Austin wasn't on the team anymore. It shouldn't. They shouldn't have counted. It should be 0 0 oh in the first. There's something. There's like like a fuse that most people's connects to their brain. Like yours is disconnected. I make valid points and you know it. Whatever. They won the next game. Did they? Yeah. Who pitched that game? Uh, that was that was Sonny. Was it Sonny? Yeah, he didn't make it out. He pitched five? Yeah, he really didn't. No, he didn't pitch five. He pitched four and two-thirds. No, I think he went five. No, he did not. Let's look it up. He didn't go five innings. And he wasn't good. He left runners on first and third with no outs. Yeah, oh, no. he did go he, five. No, he went he, five plus. Five plus. Because he got the win. Right, he went five plus. And he shouldn't have gotten the win. Jonathan Holder deserved the win because Holder came in with runners on first and third and no outs. And this guy continues 
continues to impress. I mean, what more could you say about Jonathan Holder right now? And it's funny because Jonathan Holder had an incredible spring training. And then he came up and we were all like, no, thought he was going to be good, but he's the same Jonathan Holder that he was the last couple years, however long it's been. They send him back down, he comes back up, and now he's unhittable. I mean, the guy hasn't given up an earned run since April 6th. And the in that game he gave up three earned runs, and the game before he gave up the game before that that he pitched, he gave up three earned runs. Outside of those two games, this guy has not given up an earned run. Alright, these are his updated stats now. You want to hear them? Who? Holder. Yeah. Twenty seven innings, two flat on the ERA. 27 Ks, four walks, batting average against 167. That's unbelievable. For a guy who in those two games when he gave up those three runs. Actually, I thought about this the other day. Three of those runs came in that extra inning game. They they Boone threw uh, Holder out there for an extra inning. And I remember texting you or... Ryan or someone or both of you. And I said, you really can't ask Jonathan Holder to go out there and be dominant and just continue to hold down. I think it was maybe the Red Sox. I don't know. I forget who it was. But he gave up that home run and they lost the game in extra innings. And I really didn't blame him for it. So this guy's been really good. He's a big piece to this bullpen. for Especially because Canely's been gone. And I mentioned him to you today. I mean, I haven't even heard anything about him. Have you? He's working. Well, when's he going to be working on the big league level like he's supposed to be? He's working. I, what does that even mean? Is, is he doing I think well? Waiting for his. What are they um, waiting for? His command to come back. Oh my god! Well, if it's not back by now, then there's a problem. His velocity's up a little bit. I think he's steady. I think I read that he's steady around 96 now, and he's just. I don't know. Maybe he's, he's maybe he's done. Yeah, sure. He's done at 28 years old. Just finished. Stick a fork in him. Well, I'm just saying. He was dominant last year. But he hadn't been... Bef- I mean, he's be- had been an inconsistent pitcher throughout his career. So... So we're just going to let him rot in AAA until he miraculously changes into a consistent pitcher? Yeah, well, that's what the Yankees do, right? They Great. let players... Yeah, jury. <laughs> we we could. Do you think the AAA lineup could beat the Mets right now? No. Really? I do. Come on. Once you get past like the, the sexy names like Drury and Tyler Austin, you got you, these guys out there, they're not major league prospects. Hmm. I still think they could put up a fight. Sure, I'm sure they could put up a fight. Maybe we'll see that one day. <laughs> Probably not, but... Uh, so they split with the Nationals. Tuesday, we were at the ballpark. I yes. told you. The, what did I tell you? What was my prediction on the series? That they were going to get swept. Yeah. I thought the Yankees were going to get swept. Be, not because I doubt them, but because this is just too good to be true at this point. I'm waiting for them to fall apart. And they threw. Seattle had three really good pitchers going, too. Even though Felix Hernandez numbers don't look like Felix Hernandez numbers, but he... He's still got to still give him the respect. You know, this series was a very big indicator on what would happen if the Yankees don't go out and get an elite pitcher. 
for the postseason. What's that win? <laughs> no, uh, well, well, kind of. The, I'm getting to my point that our starting pitching outside of Herman was almost non-existent. I mean, Severino was not Severino today, and Loisiga was not sharp last night, and the Mariners still failed to put up enough runs to beat this team. And I think because of this elite bullpen, maybe if you do add an arm to the bullpen, it's just as good as adding an arm to the rotation. If there's really no one available starting pitching-wise. Like Brad Hand. He's going to cost a lot, though. And the Red Sox are said to be interested in him as well. So you want to get into a bidding war with the Red Sox? Well, you don't want Boston to pick up Hand. That's going to put Boston over the top. Their their only weakness, I mean, their starting pitching hasn't been as great as advertised. But their only weakness is their bullpen. So we were there, yeah, well, we were there on Tuesday, and Seattle gets a quick run in the first, leadoff double by D. Gordon. A little bit of sloppy defense allows them to come around the score. And then Herman doesn't give up another hit until the seventh inning. He was, let me tell you something, man. I saw a guy who was not just good, was not just great, but a guy who proved that he has what it takes to be an elite pitcher in this league. I don't know if he'll hone it all in to be a consistently great pitcher that would make him a dominant force, but I think he does. I think we're starting to see what all these people were talking about before the season started. I mean, he was locked in. No, and, he was he was really good. And outside of the first inning of of his last couple starts, he really hasn't. He get, yeah, he gets hit in the first inning for whatever reason, and then he settles in. I mean, if you if you can have Herman pitch at that level with Severino, with the way Tanaka proved that he could pitch in the postseason, this rotation is a lot better than people give it credit for. Because the Yankee pitching has been really great. And you're starting to see the offense, I think, come to life. Because you're starting to see better, much better swings uh, out of Sanchez. And you're seeing better at-bats from Stanton. Well, Stanton technically hit a home run in every game this Oh, series. my God. I mean, he got robbed. He got to- robbed today. got robbed today. But that ball, I mean, it's not a home run, but he it's a home run. It's a home run. I mean... And, and then he the hit a whole, part he of the obviously ballpark. had to walk off yesterday. He had a home run uh, on Tuesday night. So I mean, you can see, he's going to deny it, but we all have our own two eyes. He definitely opened up a little bit. Man, I'll tell you what. I haven't seen a Yankee team happier for a teammate than the Yankees were when Stanton hit that home Not run because they know the fans are yeah they are irrational. Towards, especially towards him. They saw the weight being lifted when he hit that ball out. And it was a really awesome moment to watch. And that was a hell of a win. You you almost forget that the Yankees were down 5 nothing, And and how they won was, was incredible because you have two guys who really have been underwhelming this year. Well, I told you at, when we were at the game on Tuesday that Sanchez is ready now. Right. You saw it in his at-bats. Yep. The guy had – he did he even have a hit? I don't think he had no, a hit. No, he went but, 0 for 4. 
but he had two line drives, one 106 miles an hour, and then the other one was 121 miles an hour. Yeah. So you see that he's making the contact. And even when he struck out in the eighth inning, he had a good at-bat. He had a good at-bat. In previous instances, you would have seen him be done after three or four pitches. And he still battled. He still... We all know it at this point. Nothing's going to change. Gary Sanchez is going to swing at garbage, junk in the dirt. Yeah, it's just I mean, the, half of the team does, right? That's just never going to change with him. Half the team does. San- Stanton does. As good as Stanton has looked in the last few games, he still was swinging at that slider that was two feet off the plate today. So this whole team does. It's not just Gary, but. I just don't think it'll ever change with Gary. I right. think that's always going to be who he is. Yeah. So, you know, you got home runs on Tuesday from Stanton, Andujar, Hicks, and Torres. So Hicks it's turned up the power a little bit. <laughs> but do you ever do you have any confidence in him? No, I hate him batting leadoff. I'll tell you that. I really do. So who's I hate your leadoff it. guy when Gardner, Gardner's out of the lineup? Frazier. I loved Clint Frazier batting leadoff today. He went two for four today. I thought he was I, – I like a guy who has that quick bat speed that he has. He can inside-out pitches. He's putting balls in the gap, in the hole, and he hustles. And I don't see that out of Hicks. I'm not going to sit here and bash Hicks right now. I don't – I'm not big on Hicks. I don't think you are. But I'm not going to bash the guy. He's He's had how many home runs in – I think he's four home runs in the last seven games. Eight, seven, eight games. So I'm not going to sit here and bash the guy. But I just don't care for him. And I especially don't care for him as a leadoff hitter. I think Frazier is the way to go. Well, is he even going to be on the team tomorrow? Uh, Yeah, I think so. I I honestly, I think Guardy might be... Uh, Hurt a little more than the Yankees are. It's just the opposite of what Boone said today. Really, Boone, I didn't hear the the post game. Oh, uh, Boone said that uh, they really put Guardy through the ringer Wednesday, and they expected him to come back sore. Maybe they it, they thought maybe he might need an extra day or two after today because the plan was always to get him back on the field on Friday, but he came into the clubhouse today feeling really good. And the and Boone said that he has no um, reservations about putting him in the lineup tomorrow. Really? All right. So then, what happens? Well, Cole, we should talk about that. Cole went on the DL, which yeah. I had no idea about. No, that one flew under the radar. And Sessa's up, which doesn't matter. So, do they send? Do you think they send Sessa down and they keep Frazier up here? Why would you even? Oh, I guess to fill out the roster spot. But then what? Then you got to bring somebody back up now. For what? If you send Sessa down, you're not going to play with 24 guys. Oh, you know what? I'm thinking Gardy was on the DL. No, Gardner was not on the DL. No. So, yeah, I mean, I don't see why you're sending Clint Frazier down. Because if Gardner's here now, I mean, if Gardner's been here, but you know what I mean. If Gardner's going to be back ready to play, where are you going to have bats for Clint Frazier now? Unless you're telling me that Aaron Hicks is going to go on the bench. Right now, I but, mean, we we joked about this the other day. Hicks seems to turn turn it up when Clint Frazier's sitting on the bench, right? He does. I don't. I saw the numbers, but I don't know him off the top of my head enough to feel confident quoting them. But he is a drastically better player when 
Clint Frazier's on the roster this year. Yeah, he's got a little fire under his ass. But, I mean, you're not going to bench Hicks right now. You're right. He's He's been too good of late. But I think Clint Frazier proved to a lot of people that he is Major League ready. He is. He's, he looks like a completely different player at the plate than he did last year. He does not look lost. And that's a very small sample size. But he doesn't look lost. I think he would fit in seamlessly into this lineup. Absolutely. But As a leadoff guy. I don't know if he's going to get the opportunity to do it. I don't think so. All right, so real quick, last night's game, uh, Yanks fell down 5 nothing. Uh I didn't see Lil Wysiga pitch. I was at my niece's high school graduation, which let me just go off topic here for a second. First of all, I was already depressed when I realized that I graduated high school 17 years ago. Which God only knows where the hell the time went. And then, you know, you've been to other high school graduations besides your own, right? Uh, maybe one, my brother. <laughs> I've been to, but you you get the idea of what it, what it is. The valedictorian gives a speech. Yeah, it's awful. I know, but it's but it's usually like, hey guys, these past four years have been great. I love you know, my high school and my teachers. My love everybody. They prepared me for yeah. college and life. This kid completely went down the darkest path really? I've ever seen. And I was just sitting there. I was trying to push my, I was sitting up next to a fence. I was trying to push my face through the fence. It was he's like, You have to live your life with regret. I I would be a liar if I came out here and I told you that these last four years have been good because they haven't. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and he was the top of his class. Yeah. Shit. Better keep a close eye on that kid. <laughs> oh, my. Was the condom story true or were yes. you joking with no, me? No, that was 100% true. Uh, well, obviously, now I got to tell the story because no one, no one listening was probably there. When they were calling the names of the graduates, somebody had condoms and they blew them up <laughs> and they were smacking them around like beach balls. It's awesome. Were they ribbed for her pleasure? I have no idea. So my nine-year-old niece was sitting next to me, and she goes, "Oh, look, they have balloons." Oh my god! I mean, how awful did anyone like? I'm sorry, she's eleven now, but that doesn't make. Did it anyone any like take the condoms away? Was anything said about it? No, uh, they didn't last very long. But then a beach ball came into play, and everybody seemed okay with the beach ball. Okay, that's that's a good no. Yeah, it's a good substitute. Lauren's gonna be eleven in. Uh, I don't. Angel. No, I'm just. I don't think anyone's really harping on. No, how but I'm old. just saying. Nine eleven is there? Nine eleven. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Nine or eleven is there? When the, a girl, your niece says He's that. Looking to you. at balloons. <laughs> th- looking at condoms, thinking they're like, balloons. Nope, you cannot play with those. <laughs> it's high school. Um. Yeah. So, so I you didn't, didn't see him pitch. I didn't see him pitch. I was at the graduation when he was in there. You know. I meant to say this last week. And I want I want to get a feel from you cuz you were watching the game what his outing was like because when I was driving home they kind of gave him a pass on the first inning. Mm, here's what I'll say and I meant to say this last week. And I I know I brought it up to you but it it wasn't it wasn't during uh recording. His scouting report is that he pounds his own, right? Gets a lot of <laughs> That's gets, the whole reason why it was brought up. Right, there. right. So when I think, when I hear that, I think, you know, this guy doesn't walk a lot of guys. But you have to understand something. That they're double A hitters. A guy in double A 
is going to swing a lot more times than not at the type of curveball this guy has or changeup this guy has when it's out of the zone. So there's a lot of times where, yeah, he might pump a fastball for strike one, and then he gets out of that at bat by throwing two balls with his curveball or changeup or whatever that guys are swinging over. And then you come up to the major leagues, and yeah, you could still pump that fastball in for a strike, but guess what? These hitters aren't going to be unless you're unless you're on the Yankees, these hitters aren't going to swing at curveballs that are in the dirt, you know, bouncing before the plate, two feet off off the plate into the other batter, other batter's box. And I think Lasagna has to adapt to this. It's a learning curve. This kid went from double A to the major leagues. When's the last time we saw the Yankees do that on a starting pitcher? Uh, there was one. And he gave up four consecutive home runs to Boston on a Sunday night game. Okay, so there you go. What the hell was Chase Wright? Is that who I'm thinking mm, of? I don't know. But anyway. That has to be who I'm thinking of. And he, here's what I'll, I'll give him credit on. He labored a lot. And he found himself in some very high pressure situations. But he finds a way out of it. The only thing that kills a guy like him laboring early on is that they're not going to let him throw a hundred pitches it's it he's not going to be able to go into the fifth sixth inning so it really shortened his outing boone went to shreve which i didn't like because shreve gave up what two of his runs i think two of his runs came from shreve coming into the game well to be I, I hate when I have to defend people that I don't like. But to be fair to Shreve, those were the first inherited runners he allowed to score all year. Okay. His ERA is still like five. Well, those are obviously inherited runners don't count against your ERA. I'm saying his ERA is still five. I don't care about inherited runners at that point. When I'm looking at a guy whose ERA is five, I care about his own runners at that point. All right. Here's the argument we got into last night, and we'll spill it out here now. You and Ryan tag team me like you were the fucking legion of doom yesterday <laughs> coming at me like i was some pencil neck geek that i was the dumb one for not hating boone going to chase and shreve there that holder should have been the guy in the fourth inning right is that when they went to shreve in the fourth i didn't say it had to be holder no but that was the guy that w- and ryan was the one that specifically mentioned holder because holder has generally been your fire extinguisher correct uh yeah all right so it was what? Uh, yeah, it was the fourth inning that he went to Shreve there. So it was only a one nothing game at the time because Shreve let in, Shreve gave up a hit to D Gordon to score two runs. Right. All right. So here's my issue: if you're a if you're a lefty, if you're a lefty, right? Right. And your manager brings you in to get out another lefty. Is that the manager's fault for bringing you into the game? Here's. You're not looking at it the right way, though. You're just not. Okay, so explain it to me. You're not, because I understand your point, right? Boone Boone has confidence in all his guys, as he should. They're all major league baseball players. And that's my other point, too. And they're on the roster. Here's my other point, though. We talk about it all the time. You love Aaron Boone because of the confidence and trust he shows in his players. So he's giving that same respect and trust to Chase and Shreve. It's undeserving, though. Now it is. Now he's officially proven that he doesn't deserve but it. But here's my... But up until then, no. I don't think he my, didn't deserve here's it. Here's my biggest point on this. And I know you're not going to agree with me. And I know maybe a lot of people won't agree with me. The The reason why I hated it the most 
was because of who he was replacing. I didn't like the fact that a guy that he didn't bring in a guy that was more prone to get out of that inning unscathed because it put a dent on on a young kid's night where if someone comes in and gets out of that inning who's more dominant then maybe he goes back into the clubhouse and he says you know what I labored a lot tonight. What are you worried about his ERA now? Because he I'm had not the, worried about his ERA. Because he had those I'm two, those two runs tacked on his ledger? Look, we're all you you tell me all the time it's it's dumb to bring up Sheffield because he might not be ready and blah blah blah, right? But we're gonna take a double A pitcher out of the game, a young kid who shows a lot of promise, and we're gonna replace him with Chase and Shreve and allow Chase and Shreve to give up two of his runs that were on base and make the kid feel like shit in the clubhouse. He should feel like shit even if Chase and Shreve doesn't give up those runs. No, but cause... you have a lot more positives to take out of that game if Chase and Shreve doesn't come in and give up his runs. You know what? If he's worried about that, then he doesn't then he's not gonna have a long career. Oh my in god. And, and and beyond that point. Beyond that point. That's not the time to go to Chase and Shreve. It's not. Then you have no time ever to go to Chase and Shreve. Yes, you do. You know when? When you're up 14 to 1? When they were losing 5 nothing. That's when. And then you'd be losing 7 to nothing, and then the comeback doesn't happen. Right. I, think or, Boone play, I or, honestly think Boone played this well last night. Or you go to a guy who's going to get you out of that inning, and it's only one nothing, and the Yankees come back. So then now you're just extending the bullpen now. And you got to throw more of your A guys. I mean, is Adam Warren dead? Is no, but he, he not pitched. alive? He pitched in how many games consecutive? He pitched in two straight games at one point, didn't he? I don't know. Yeah, he pitched Sunday and Monday. I'm sure the Yankees aren't trying to get, kill him either. After I'm not, and back you know him. how much I love Aaron Boone. I love him. It was just a move that I didn't agree on. Am I going to sit here and say... It was awful and whatever now that they won? No. I mean, look, I didn't agree with the move, but at the end of the day, it was the right one. Right? He got in. He because got they won. The, he got into the sixth, and then he went to a, the better part of his bullpen, and he, yeah. allowed, he, he gave his guys time to come back. Absolutely. I just didn't like the move at the time. I didn't think Shreve was the guy to go to. Well, if you if he can't come in in the fourth inning He's to get go. out D. Gordon, he needs to go. He's got to go. And I'm totally surprised that he didn't get designated for assignment yet. I still think it's coming. Are, you, are they really going to give this guy one more chance? He's buried now in the back of that bullpen. Oh, my God. Who's worse than him? Luis Sessa. I can't stand Luis Sessa. I really can't. I wish Cole didn't get hurt. We saw this the stat at the game because Cole came in to finish up for Herman. He's pitching to like an 0-8-2 ERA since he's been a Yankee. Yeah, it's crazy. And then he had a couple scoreless innings yeah, that Yeah, so it night. probably even went down further. Or, you know, score yeah, two innings, right? He yeah, pitched, he pitched one. the eighth and the ninth. Yeah. I mean, Cole's, Cole's really good. So, who hasn't been good? Let's talk about who hasn't been good pitching-wise. Jason Shreve, who since uh, June 1st, and we'll go back as far as that. It's been the last 16 games, I think, including today. So it's the last 17 games now, maybe? And I don't think you're – in obvi- See, this is what it's really bullshit because Chad Green gave up runs on Monday. But it don't it doesn't count in this stretch. Right, right, right. So in the last 17 games, the only Yankee reliever to give up an earned run is Chase and Shreve. It's crazy. It's insane. But, honestly, 
Let's really, let's have a serious discussion right now. Outside of Chase and Shreve, at least in this bullpen. No one. No one has been bad. Who is a, is a guy that you don't trust right now? No one. Honestly, Chad Green, maybe. I was going to say him a little bit because I don't, I don't, I don't know what Something's it is. Something's off with him. His stuff is, I mean, the fastball is still good, but it's just some, something that he's doing differently this year. I don't know what it is. He, it's either he relies too much on his slider or he doesn't, or or doesn't show it enough. We all know he's going to get guys out with his fastball, but he's got to be able to show the slider. That's where he fell into trouble with Soto on Monday night. Is he want- was afraid to show the slider, you- and he got beat on the – I mean, you keep showing a Major League Baseball player 9-10 fastballs in a bat, you're going to get hit. Do you know what scares me about Chad Green? I don't know his if maybe – face? <laughs> yes, that. But I don't know if maybe you feel this way or if it's just me, but – Chad Green not pitching well scares me more than, you know, Batantis not pitching well or Chapman having a rough patch or something. Because we all know Chad Green was very hittable. And him becoming this dominant reliever could very well have been a fluke last year. It could have been. You know? But he hasn't been that bad. No, no, no. It's been a fluke. Absolutely not. But what I'm saying is. You know where his biggest weapon was last year? He give you two, two and a third. Right. Shut down a game in the middle of the game. That was where he was at his uh, most valuable. Yeah, but that's why it's a little heightened concern for me. But when now he's, he's got, not pitching but, well. But now he's got Holder to do that. Yeah, I know. Holder's taking Chad Green's spot as that first guy out to so, put out the fire. Honestly, and then, you want to know something? Our famous question: Who's going to be the Chad Green of 2018? Jonathan Holder. Who's going to open our eyes to? To how great he really is in a new role. A lot of people said Herman, and guess what? They mm-hmm. still might not be wrong because if Herman keeps pitching the way he's pitching, yeah, I'm going to be very shocked. But Jonathan Holder, too, in the same role that Chad Green had last year. So, I mean, good problems, but I hope if Chad Green can get back on pace and then you got a guy like Canely coming back up, I mean, how do you not? How do you even hit this bullpen? You just don't. Yeah, imagine they—they're unhittable now. Yeah. So, I mean, does we'll go back to the question: Does this team really need another starting pitcher? I—I—I I, I don't know. It's June. It's June twenty-first. I can't answer that right now. You know, Brian made the point of a super bullpen, super—you know, whatever they call it—bullpen. Being just as good as getting another starter. And I said he was wrong. But with the way this bullpen's been, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's enough. The starting pitching's been good too. Up until these last few starts, the starting pitching's been giving this team a lot of innings. We've been able to really hand the ball over a lot to your to your three guys or even two guys. And Robertson's starting around in the show oh, too. Yeah. He looks a lot His better cur- now. Ever since that night... A couple weeks ago, his I could tell his curveball was was definitely back to its its normal form. So he's the guy you have confidence in again. It's really it's, it comes down to Chad Green and and Canely, and then you question if you even need another arm in the bullpen. So I can't. I just can't imagine them not doing anything. That's what a, that's what it is. Though I can't see them not doing anything. Can I be honest? What? Can I make a bold prediction? Oh boy. 
I really think they're going to get a starting pitcher. And I really, really, really think it's going to be a guy that shocks us. I think we are going to wake up and get a text or whatever that says so-and-so's a Yankee and we're going to go, holy shit, this team is going to win the World Series. I really think so. And you know who I think it's going to be? Who? Noah Syndergaard. I was just going to say the same thing. I have a, I don't know. I don't think it I don't think it's going to happen, but I think it's going to happen. I really do, man. It makes so much sense for both teams. It does and the Mets I think the Mets would move off of Glaber Torres to get the deal done. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. I, because what I've been hearing is the Mets aren't I mean they love Noah, but they they don't love Noah Syndergaard. If you can if if you're the Mets right now and you can keep one of those two guys and also put three to four guys either in your system couple who are major league ready right now onto this roster, that's a big success. It's a very big success. And I think it could happen. But here's the problem. Is Thor Thor with short hair? Yeah. Come on. He is because... Better with short hair. He is, Chris Hemsworth has been much better in his role as Thor since they cut his hair in really? movies. Yeah, perfect. Light bulb, bro. They cut his hair in the actual movies. That's a sign. That's a sign. You heard it here first. I let's make the prediction <laughs> right now. You'll wake up on August first, and Noah Syndergaard's going to be a Yankee, and Thor will be slinging his hammer in the Bronx. That sounds dirty, but I like it. Stormbreaker will be on the loose in the Bronx. I like it. All right, so let's just wrap up last night's walk-off. Big vindication game, in my opinion, because who got the two biggest hits of that game? Gary Sanchez yep. and John Carl Stanton. Yeah, that's what I was saying before. I mean, it wasn't just the win. It was how they won. It was such a feel-good win. And Gary killed that ball. Was that not one of the the best you felt as a fan during the regular season last night? Those I two mean, guys needed that so badly. And now you're waiting for one more guy. You really are. You're waiting for one more guy to come around and then... Who, Mr. Flappy Wings? Yeah, and he will. Greg Bird's getting there. I do feel it. I feel it coming. You know what my issue with Bird is, though? Not that I don't think he, he's going to come around. It's just he has not played a lot of baseball in the last three or four years. Yeah. I Listen, it's going to take a little time, but I think he's going to do it. And you know what? When he does... And Gardner's in this lineup, there's really, unless Walker's, uh, you know, playing for someone that day, there's really no one up and down that you don't have confidence in. You know, and ironically, we we uh, almost had aneurysms collectively fighting people over Ronald Torres, and then the next day he got sent down to AAA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and both you and I had the same feeling on that. I think the writing's on the wall. That we I, might have seen the last of him in the Bronx. Which is really, really sad. And it's unfortunate because he has done more than enough to keep his That's spot. why I think Walker's role and spot are safe. I don't know about that. Like, he. Because <sighs> if he. Look, do the Yankees really need Neil Walker to hit 260 and give you 16 home runs if he's going to take over Ronald Torres' numbers. No, I think they just want him to go out there and play solid defense and not 
and not ruin a game for them. And maybe with the short porch, get him a couple starts versus right-handed batters, and maybe he'll pop you a couple home I don't runs. mind Neil Walker not being great, but he's just like a freaking automatic out. He just he just doesn't exist to me when he plays. He has he know, had that stretch where he was in the middle of every rally, everything, and you felt good. But he yeah, just and he was playing exist. regularly, and now since Glaber Torres yeah, is here, he's that. not playing regularly. You did anymore. say that it it's been a big difference in, in Walker since he's really not playing as much anymore. And maybe and this goes back to us fighting a bunch of people that jury should be in Torres' spot because not every guy can do what Torres did. Play once a week, once every week and a half, and come in and make an impact in every single game that he played. Not many guys can do that, and not many guys are okay with doing that. Guess where that. Brandon Drury is playing tonight? First base. Yep. Yeah. I, what did I say a few podcasts ago? If Brandon Drury wants to see Major League Baseball ever again for the New York Yankees, he's going to have to find a different way up because he's not doing it at third base. And here's his different way up. Let's play a little first. Let's prove to the Yankees that defensively you're competent at first base. And then you can take over for Neil Walker. And that is going to be a big move for this team. If Drury can get that comfortable at first base where they can release Walker and bring him up, you don't have a lineup with any holes, no matter who's playing. You know, the Yankees are going to have to make a tough decision coming around the All-Star break. They're going to have to, they have to shorten their bullpen. They have to, because you need Clint Frazier and you need Brandon Drury on this ball club. Even in bench roles where maybe they'll play twice a week. They have to be here. The Yankees are a better ball club with Clint Frazier and Brandon Drury as your bench guys. I don't think, I don't think Frazier's getting sent down. I don't. I don't know if they're going to carry five outfielders, though. That's the thing. You're going to carry five outfielders? Because when the guy needs a day off, you just put Stanton in the corner. I don't know, man. Maybe maybe Hicks and Guardy platoon. Maybe. Maybe Frazier and Hicks platoon. I don't know. Uh, you know, you don't, you don't really want to platoon a, a switch hitter. Maybe Guardian Frazier, you know, who knows? But you got to keep this kid up here, and you got to find at-bats for him. I agree. And he's either going to up his trade value at that point, or he's going to significantly help this team moving forward if they keep him. I just get a feeling now, unless the Yankees... I felt two weeks ago the Yankees were trying their hardest to trade Clint Frazier. I don't know if they're trying anymore to trade Clint Frazier. I think they would trade him, but I don't think... I agree with you, and I think... My, that thought process in my head changed very quickly. I think they they see a more mature and ready ball player right now where he's not maybe as expendable as they thought. And I'll tell you what, I'll tell you who's going to become more expendable the more and more these guys who are ready now perform. And that's Florial. I know he's a he's a big prospect in our system, but how many young guys are ready right now? Well, if Clint Frazier is ready right now and teams want Florial, I'm getting rid of him. I had a Met fan tell me today that he spends a lot, he spends a lot of time down in Tampa. His family down there, so he sees uh-huh. a lot of uh, Yankees spring training games. Mm-hmm. He told me he absolutely loves Florial and he would absolutely take him 
in any trade for uh, Noah Syndergaard. And that's just someone who goes to spring training games, right? Imagine how the scouts feel about him. And here's my point. If Clint Frazier is going to show you what he can do on a major league level, how many years can Clint Frazier be here? Ten. Ten? At okay. least seven. At least five, seven, six, right? Seven. So why do I care what Florio can do in three years from now? I, I don't. No, not when you have I Clint want Frazier. someone who is ready right now. And if I have to sacrifice someone who isn't for, for a piece to this puzzle that's missing to get me to where I need to go... I'm getting rid of him. You know, here's two things I'll say real quick. Is eventually the luck is going to run out. That you're going to call up these guys and they're not going to be all-stars. So <laughs> when do you start figuring the luck is going to turn? Right do you, now. Do you start trading guys now? Right now. And then two, I want. I said this when he got called up. I want a stretch of, of 10, 12, 14 games where Clint Frazier's name is in that lineup every single day. 100%. Give him that, that stretch. And if he doesn't, I know it's still a short sample size, a week and a half, two weeks. But, but still, it will show a lot more than he's showing now. But give me that. And if he doesn't prove it to you at the end of those 10, 12 games, then send him back down. But right now we're on game three. He's played three consecutive games. And he's been games, great. And he's been, he's, been more than, he's been more than okay. I wouldn't say he's been great, but he's done a good job. I'm and, the, I, you keep going, sorry. I think he's done a good job. I would like to see him hit for a little bit more power. Yeah, but I was thinking that today. But you know what? I like his approach. He's not trying to pull everything. I was just going to say, I don't care about the power if he's going to be inside-outing pitches like that and getting on base. I mean, do we really need power up and down this lineup? Like, I mean, do we need Clint well, Frazier now to the hit? Yankees Now, after today, the Yankees have seven players with double-digit home unbelievable. runs. Unbelievable. All right, so let's wrap up. We've been. I just want to ask you one right, question yes. before you get to the wrap up, because yes. I'm, I'm good. I got. I think I got everything out that I wanted to say. I we just want to ask you one question. Yeah. yeah. Yankees could get Noah Syndergaard, right? Mm-hmm. It's a done deal, as long as Justice Sheffield is in the package. Yes. Do you it. do it? Dep- it? How many other high end prospects am I giving up? None. No, no, other, I, no, I don't want, no I don't want, I don't want you to think this question isn't about the realism of a trade. I, the question is really, do you sacrifice a guy who, yes, I would sacrifice who's a, just who's a lefty yes, who you have yes. heard can be absolutely dominant and be an internal piece to this rotation that is absolutely dominant for a guy in Noah Syndergaard who, does kind of get hurt a lot, hasn't been as sharp this year, and you don't necessarily know exactly what you're going to get right now. Do I, you? I roll the you, dice. Do you roll the dice? I okay. roll the dice. Because you feel that strongly that Noah Syndergaard takes us to where we need to be. Yep. Okay. All right. So quickly, vindication game last night. Big walk-off for John Carlos Stanton. Mm-hmm. All right. Then today, Yanks jump out 4 nothing. With Severino on the mound, and you think this you're going to run away with this right. game. Right, I thought it was going to be 11 nothing, And then he gives up a two-run home run to Seager. Yeah. He battled all day, and here's the turning point in the game. Oh, there really wasn't because the Yankees <clears throat> still won 4-3. to three. Sixth inning, gives up back-to-back hits uh, to uh, Cruz. I believe it was Cruz. Cruz, Cruz yep. and Seager. Yep. You got to think Boone's coming out to get him at that point. But Boone leaves him in there. He gets the next guy out, and then he gives up the hit to, to Ben Gamble to score a run. Yeah. It's four to three. I'm 
saying I was really, really surprised that Boone didn't go get him after Seeger. I wasn't. I liked it. I I didn't say I didn't like it. I said I was surprised by it. Maybe it's 10 years of Joe Girardi because Joe Girardi would 100% went out there and went and went and got in uh, Luis Severino in that spot. But that was Aaron Boone again trusting his ace to go out there and get him through that inning. I was just going to say, if there's anything you could take away from these last couple months, it's really been that, and I'm shocked by this because it's kind of showing us that it's not upper management as much as we thought calling all the shots. I've seen big, big differences in – Boone and Girardi over these last, at least these last four weeks or so. Big differences. And I like everything I see. I think they have an organizational philosophy. Yes. You know, when the game is being played, Aaron Boone is calling the shots. Brian Cashman is not calling down from his ivory tower and saying, uh, uh, well, uh, maybe you should. uh... Hey, I thought he was. I thought he was. And Curry made a... uh, a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A very nice comparison, I guess I'll say, because I can't think of the word I want to say, but uh, to, with Boone to Joe Torre, the way he manages his players, the way he talks about calling Gary Sanchez into his office, and, and he says, look, you're not going to hit 280 this year, but you could hit 280 to 300 from here on out. Start fresh. Go out there. Be Gary Sanchez. I don't think Joe Girardi was having those conversations. And I think that's a big reason why the Yankees felt there was a big disconnect between him and the players. I just don't think Joe Girardi was that approachable. And Aaron Boone seems to be. And it seems to be working very well. So, Yanks hold on to win 4-3 to three today. Dave Robertson comes in, cleans up. Then he goes to, to Batances, to uh, Chapman, who, I mean, could you ask for any? a role as Chapman to do any more than what he's done this year? My God, man. He's got almost a, a, a sub-1 ERA. It's phenomenal. Let's look it up real I'll quick. I'll actually tell you in two seconds. And I mean, the strikeouts are just through the roof. A role as Chapman's ERA is 1.07 this year. It was Yeah, it was one. It was 1.10 going into, into the game today. How could it be lower when he didn't give up any runs? It was 1.10. Oh, you, I thought you said 1.0. And now it's 1.07. Okay. Sorry. And he's what, I don't like 22 the, for 23 in saves. I don't like the, sh- the short sleeve look. Nah, though. me neither. He's got to go back to it. it. Not as dominant with the short sleeves. Nah, we walked I guy. like seeing 115 degrees on the field, but Chapman comes on. Wearing that Under the, Armour uh, yeah. thing he's that you wear in the to tundra. Got to go back to it. So Yanks win, big sweep. Now we head to Tampa Bay. And we're how many games over 500? That would be 28 games 28. over 500. 28. Two more wins and we're and we're 30 games up before the friggin' All-Star break. This is the eighth time in franchise history, and we'll give KD Sharp credit for this stat. Eighth time in franchise history that the Yankees have reached a 50-win mark in their first 72 games. In the previous seven seasons, the Yankees won the World Series. Unbelievable. And it wasn't even that re- – like, 98 was the last time they did this. Yes. So it hasn't even been that recent. No. Uh, you and I were talking about this earlier today. When does the shoe drop? When do they go on a losing streak? They're the <laughs> only team in Major League Baseball 
That was me knocking on wood. Uh, <laughs> they're the only team in Major League Baseball to not have a three-game losing streak this year. And you know what? I put a stat out there that it's the it's the longest the Yankees have gone since 1955. I said this a couple weeks ago when they were on game like 56 or something. Longest the Yankee team has gone without losing three in a row since 1955. And then I was like, all right, I guess I better start searching more on, you know, the next record. 1954, they never lost the game. Three games in a row, sorry. Never. Not the whole year. That's pretty crazy. Two two things real quick. We got the, You got anything else you want to talk no, about, about the sweep? Two things real quick. Today, first time I ever seen Boone get a little pissy with a reporter. Yeah, I got to see that. And I don't blame him because somebody asked him. He's I, I wasn't paying attention to the comment that the guy made, but it was something to the effect of, uh, "Do you get upset or mad when somebody refers to your team as a home run or nothing team?" And he and he said, "Serious face now, like something like that." It's like serious face now, and he's like, "Yeah, I do because if a guy shuts us down, is it because we only hit home runs or is it because he pitched a really good game?" He goes, "I'm I'm I don't like that comment." He's like, if Justin Verlander comes in here and he shuts us out for eight innings, is it? Be- do we not score because we only hit home runs, or is it because Justin Verlander is really, right. really good and shut us out for eight innings? I think that's fair. He's uh, like, yeah. So no, I don't. He's like, yeah. So I don't really like that comment. Good. Good for him. He's starting to show a little, uh, little brass there. I don't know what it is about this guy. I, I, I think we did. I even say it on the pod last time. I didn't want anything, to, or I might have said it to you on the way home from the game on Tuesday. I didn't want anything to do with him. I didn't like the idea of taking a guy from, from the announcer's chair right into coaching, a, managing a team that had World Series aspirations. And honestly, could you have thought of, is there anybody out there that could be doing a better job with this team right now? Anyone who sits here and says Aaron Boone, oh, you know what? Someone called into the fan, and I, I swear... Something they must know my phone number that they don't let me get through anymore because I used to get through all the time. Someone called in, and what he said made me spark a a hundred call attempt to get into the fan. And the guy said, "The Yankees are playing great." Blah blah blah. Still too early to evaluate really how Aaron Boone has been as a manager, but we'll see. And I. I was trying to call in because here's what I wanted to say. If the Yankees were 15 games under 500, would it be hard or impossible to evaluate how he's been as a manager? No, you'd classify him as another failure. Correct. As of, Here's the problem with people. They can never just be in the moment. They always have to look... Down the road, or what's going to happen next, or compare him to someone from 20 years ago. Is LeBron James as good as Michael Jordan? Who knows? No, I don't know. Not. Blah, blah, blah. He's not, though. Okay? It's always that. How about we stay right here in this moment? This team is 28 games over 500. The pitching has been phenomenal. He has pushed all the right buttons with this lineup. They do not lose. I don't care about anything else but that. And in that sense, right now, Aaron Boone is the best manager in baseball. I would not want anyone else as the manager of the New York Yankees right now. 
That's how you evaluate a manager who has managed 70 or so, 72 games. Because guess what? You would do it if he was losing. So you better do it when he's winning. Well, that's the problem is that nobody, everybody wants to quantify success. Oh, well, uh, uh, but as soon as you're failing, oh, yeah, that, he, can't, right. he can't do it. That sucks. Right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, we have a booner. I got a raging booner for, for Aaron Boone. And the other thing is I want to bring this up while it's still kind of relevant because they played the Nationals. We talked about it briefly. I don't think we really need to go into too much detail on on the game and a half they played. They lost the suspended game. Sonny Grace kind of sucked. They hit a couple home runs. No, he did suck. Uh, Jonathan suck. Holder did his job, blah, blah, blah. They won. Okay, anyway, moving on. This idea that Bryce Harper is going to be a Yankee next year is ridiculous. Just give it up. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I heard, and this was before. You actually said this to me, and I laughed out loud when you said it, just thinking about what you're about to say. And this was before Stan got hot this last couple games. But I don't know if anybody wants to change their tune because he did have an 0-for-4 day today, so he obviously sucks. Should have been 2-for-4 with a home run. because Even though he hit the ball well in <laughs> two of his four at-bats. But anyway, you know, that's neither here nor there. John Carl Stans owed what? $270 million on his contract? Yep. Okay, so now you got a guy that you owe that to. We're, just, we're not even taking into account that you're going to have to pay Aaron Judge and Luis Severino, who somebody told me wasn't an ace today. Thanks for that one, asshole. I mean, you just took the fucking cake on dumb comments, yeah, by the way. Yeah, that was the dumbest. He's not consistent enough, folks. No. Severino's he- not consistent enough. <laughs> He's got a two something two, low two ERA. It went up to two. He's eleven and two, and he's thrown the most games over the last two seasons. It actually went up. It one went up to two runs. two four today because he gave up three runs over five and two thirds. Yeah, so that just shows how great he's. And he been. leads the major league since the beginning of last yeah, year in, in zero and one run games allowed. Yeah. It's unbelievable. But he's not consistent. No, no, he sucks. All right. Anyway, needs to be better. Not even taking into account that they got to pay all these guys that they're not paying right now. Just the fact that you have Stanton on this ball club for another, what, 10 years and $270 million, right? Yeah, Roughly. Yeah. We'll just estimate right yeah. now, okay? That Bryce Harper, bottom of the barrel, will cost you $350 million to right, sign. Right, that's, bo- that's bottom. I think 400 plus. Bottom. Bottom 350. Bottom 350. I mean, he's got to continue having a shit year this so year. So either now, either now you're so, you have two guys on your roster that are going to make combined <laughs> half a half, billion dollars over a half a billion dollars and then you throw or here here's the great here's the great part. That do the same thing by the way. It's not like Bryce Harper plays third base or right, something. Right, right, like right. Okay. <laughs> but here's the genius idea. Here's the real fucking genius idea, okay? You trade John Carl Stanton. Oh, okay. You trade John Carl Stanton yeah, to yeah. the Dodgers because right. the Dodgers want him right. because he's a SoCal kid. Got it. Okay. Now, mind you, that's simple because they'll pay all their money, right? But they'll mind pay you, all the here money. you go. You understand that any trade of John Carl Stanton, the Yankees will have to pay part of that salary, right? Of course, because the Dodgers are not dumb. I mean, they made some stupid trades, they but have. they're not. I wouldn't classify them as overtly stupid. No. So they're going to say, hey, we know you want to get rid of him because you just gave $400 million to Bryce Harper. So now we're going to bend you over this fucking table here, right? <laughs> so why don't you pay $120 million of his contract? Or 
yeah, you know what? You could trade him to us, and we'll pay his contract, but we also want Glaber Torres in the deal. Not even not even going. We're just looking at money right here. So now the Yankees have to pay Bryce Harper $400 million, <laughs> and then they have to pay John Carl Stan $120 million to go somewhere else, right? Yeah. Now, mind you, if the Yankees trade John Carl Stan, they lose the money that they would that they get in the deal in that, the deal that 30 million dollars they lose that money yep. so tell me in any realm of rational thought how that makes any possible any sense whatsoever and beyond that we have a guy making how many million a year sitting home on his couch with a tub of ice cream and his feet kicked up injured or sick or whatever he is how many million is he making a year no no, no. don't even bring him into this right now Tell me, if Brian Cashman does that, gives $400 million to Bryce Harper, it's and then trades John Carl Stan to the Dodgers and eats half that contract, tell me how he gets to keep his fucking job. It's impossible. It I'm doesn't sorry. Happen. We almost went the whole show without dropping F-bombs today. It's impossible. And now this discussion alone has made me lose my mind. It's impossible. It's not going to happen. And you keep getting worked up. Over because it was actually brought up by relevant people in the industry this week, not just stupid oh, that, fans. And that's just ridiculous. That's just ridiculous. Oh, Bryce Harper's going to be a Yankee. Uh, no, how many people did you block on Twitter today? At least forty. No, three. Jesus, like blocked. Don't block them before I can read the conversation. Because then I go on and I'm reading and it's very interesting what you're saying, but I don't see what they said because you blocked them. Well, Screenshot <laughs> it first. Let me see. Let me get angry with you. All right. Here's the three people I blocked today real quick. Number one, this this woman. I don't know. She Don't say the one account. Don't don't. No, no. I'm not going to pub them. Publicity. I'm not pubbing them on here. Absolutely we'll not. We'll just say they're a bunch of idiots. That's what we'll say. She comes on to Twitter all the time and she complains. Oh, is it Sandy? Yeah. You blocked her? Yeah. Oh, Because my this God. is why. Jeez. And I... Why, do you know her? No. And here's why. I try to... You know, I tr- I understand that maybe she's not technologically savvy or whatever. She's probably like 90 years she's old, not 90. man. She's not 90. And you blocked her. Here's Jesus why. Jesus Christ. Do you want to know why? I do. All right, here's why. Then today she... And, I, I play around, I try to have fun, I try to get her to see the light of day, and we've been doing that for a little while. I know. But then today, she comes when I posted the lineup, she comes on and tags Statement Games in it for whatever reason. I have no idea why, but she tagged them in it. Okay. And then says, I don't like this lineup. And then I said, well, what is your problem with the lineup? <laughs> and then she goes, I thought I got rid of you. Please stop bothering me. Really? So I said, okay, let me make this easy for you. I'm blocking you. Wow. Yeah. She was mad because she commented on our on our charity post. And then you were like, thanks for commenting on the charity. But she's like, what charity? That's what really I think will turn the relationship. Because, yeah, look. What, what, are you, what are you, taking her out for dinner? To change your relationship? Yeah, between us and a follower. Jesus. No, because I was, you know, we have this nice thing about Mallory's army pinned to the Pinned to the right. uh, our page. To the page. And then she went on this ridiculous rant about something. And I was like, thanks for bringing up this stupid comment on her charity post. I'm sorry. Like, that's not the place to do that. I agree. I and then agree. this other guy came on. And when I posted the, the, uh, the, the stat about them winning the World Series in games that they won 50 games in their first 72. Uh-huh. And he's like, 
you play to a Yankees crowd. No <laughs> shit. <laughs> what do you want us to play to? A fucking Red Sox crowd? And then he comes back and he said something like, um, you know, the the Red Sox and uh, this is actually what he said that really pissed me off. It was the, He said the Red Sox and Astros also have 50 wins. The Yankees only have 50 wins because, I, and I'm quoting here, of all their rainouts. <laughs> I saw your okay, <laughs> okay. So if they played those rainout games, it would make the fifty more impressive that they had more games to do it in. You more, I mean, listen, listen. I am not the brightest. Okay, clearly I, not I, the sharpest tool in the shed. Yes, but if I'm gonna go put myself out there, <laughs> and I'm gonna be that dumb. I'm going to expect something back. How dumb could you be? My whole point was, is yeah, the Red Sox have played more games than the Yankees. The Astros have played more games than the Yankees. So doesn't it make it more impressive that the Yankees have reached 50 wins and playing in less games? Let me say something. Yes, we play to a Yankee crowd. This isn't isn't, uh, just general sports talk. This is New York Yankee sports talk. That's who we are. It's in our name. Okay? But in the same breath, I'm going to say we don't always just play to to the Yankee crowd. I think we're very fair. I think we are extremely fair. Maybe maybe sometimes we're a little too out there with things that we say and and upset people. But our audience in our business model is geared towards Yankee fans. Right. So don't come on here and tell me that my opinion is invalid because I'm playing to a Yankees and listen, crowd. Anyone who listens to this and also follows us on Twitter, if we go back and even if it's Christian, listen, when you have, when you're having a fight with us on Twitter and it's, you're speaking to someone who's a little more trying to give you back and forth debate, it's me. When you're talking to someone on our, when you're fighting with our Twitter account and you say something dumb and the next reply is that was the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I don't use the word stupid. I usually use the term utterly ridiculous. Utterly, uh, utterly (laughs) ridiculous. That's Christian. Okay. But that doesn't mean that we hate you. Right. We're just trying to, we're not, look, we're here to have fun. And to go back and forth with people, And a lot too. of the times I will engage somebody because I want to hear what their reasoning yeah, is. Yeah, and you know what? I wish this podcast could be live. Like, I wish we could have a live show during this podcast where people could call in and talk to us live so we could go live back and forth. But we don't get that. So Twitter is our platform for that. Actually, what I've been trying to do the last couple of weeks, and let me just give it a quick little plug here is uh last two weeks we st- I started and I want to get Chris to come on it but just the timing it's just it's working better for me to do it alone right now but you know eventually we'll do a duo show uh ask nyyst ask for your questions on Twitter and then I live stream it on YouTube and it actually worked out pretty good this week where we had some people interacting so i was able to feed off of that so you know keep an eye out for that i'll post a link again i interacted a little yeah you did uh, i'll post another link to my youtube channel this way you you can subscribe and then when it goes live you can join in probably do it uh thursday next week uh since i have the day free so we'll probably do it thursday just to put that out there so that's something that we could work on but you know the when you say something like that look 
I think both of us have tried to be better with interacting with people that make ridiculous comments. But sometimes you just, sometimes I just want to know what your reasoning is for it. Like, why do you say that? Why are you telling me Luis Severino is not an ace? Let me, I, I'm generally curious to know why you say something like that. And you know what? We had a guy last night that both kind of got under our skin and said, uh, I said, I tweeted the ball game tweet after Stanton hit the home run. And I said, he officially earned his pinstripes. And I think that's fair to say. Yeah. And, he, and of course, and it was the first reply. Someone always has to find a negative spin. His reply was, pinstripes are earned in October, but still really like the walk-off. No. Pinstripes are earned when your team's down 5 nothing, fights all the way back, and you're a guy who's been struggling and, and taking a lot of heat on this offense, and you get up there and you hit a walk-off two-run home run in the Bronx. That's how you earn your pinstripes. Heroes are made in October. Okay? You want to make that statement? Fine. And then you said... <laughs> You must be the guy who blows out other people's birthday candles. <laughs> and then he, you know what? He came back and he said, you're right. I was being a little harsh. Awesome win. Well, that's what I'm talking about. We woke him up a little. And he, he was like, you know what? Why am I being negative about this? That's what we want all of our almost 6,000 followers to do. That's all we're asking for. Just wake up a little. Yeah, and the other people we blocked today, I'm not giving any publicity to on this show. Biggest trolls, biggest idiots. One of their tweets, this is how you know they're trolls. One of their tweets was, uh, I think it's time to to send Sevy back down to double A. He and the only reason why I went back at them at all, even a little bit, is because, and we mentioned him a lot on this show. He's He's been with us since day one. He's been a, a huge supporter of us. And he's almost like an honorary member of the team is Patrick. And they they went at him. They said some not-so-nice things about him. And not saying that everybody's a snowflake and can't handle themselves. But you know what? Patrick's our dude. And he came out. They were trying to get him to listen to their podcast. And he said, the only pod I listen to is the NYY Sports Talk podcast. And they had something fucking stupid to say. And that just put me off on a bad spin with them. I would have I would have went and found him and beat their ass. If I saw this, but you blocked them before I could see it. I I don't block them right away. I let five or ten minutes go this way. They can see that I blocked them, and then (laughs) I block them. All right, so Yanks head to Tampa for a weekend set. Uh, We got more nonsense with the Rays coming up here. Uh, Tomorrow night, it's CeCe versus the uh, immortal Ryan Stanek. Ryan, his name is actually Ryan. 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 R-Y-N-E, Ryan. Ryan's It's like his, his parents couldn't figure out what his name should be. Ryan. Ryan. Ryan Stanek. The opener tomorrow. And then they'll go to a fucking starter. Yeah, I'm so sick of this bullshit. I hope they fucking close him. I hope they fucking pound him. I hope they score 10 runs in the first inning. I do too. Because I want to have a nice relaxing night tomorrow night. You'll be at a wedding anyway. so you Oh, yeah. I'll be watching the game on my phone. Are you fucking kidding me? All right. And then... Uh, we got Saturday night, or yes, no, four ten game actually on uh, Saturday. <coughs> Excuse me, Sonny Gray on the road, so he should pitch a one hitter, right? Against the immortal Wilmer Font, the Yankees owe him a, a receipt. Yeah, they have. I don't want to see Wilmer Font pass no. the second inning no. in this game. He got away with murder on yeah. uh, on Sunday, and then they wrap up the series. Uh, 
Where the hell is it? Did I lose it already? Wrap up the series 1 o'clock on Sunday. Domingo Herman against uh, Blake Snell, who I will say this, that somebody actually wrote an article this week that the Yankees should trade Clint Frazier and Justice Sheffield for Blake Snell. Go drown yourself in the river. Seriously. <laughs> it's not that I wouldn't take Blake Snell. It's not that I don't think Blake Snell is good. But if you're telling me that I got to give up Sheffield and Clint Frazier in a deal for a pitcher, I want a legitimate proven ace. Do you think people are going to report us? I didn't say I was going to drown him in the river. I said he should drown himself in the river. <laughs> and then we'll be back on. We'll be back Sunday night. We'll record episode fifty-four to uh, talk about the race series before the Yanks uh, head to Philadelphia for to the city of uh, brotherly love. There. Mm. All right. Anyway, you know it's episode fifty-three. So let me hear it. Who do you got? I don't know. You know, women don't know. I don't know. My brain is fried. El come dulce. How did he say it? El come dulce. Bobby Abreu is sweet as candy. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Abreu. Also, Melky Cabrera wore a number 53 yeah, I was when just he thinking Melky. Want to hear some other Yankee Immortals to wear Phil, uh, 53? Sure. Phil Nevin wears it as uh, the coat, as third base coach. Mm-hmm. Got it. Right? Mm-hmm. Remember Esmil Rogers? Yes. Number 53. Austin Romine also wore number 53. Oh, I knew that. I knew that. Alfonso Soriano, his rookie season, huh. wore number 53. Uh, do you want to know your favorite player on this list? Who? That wore number 53? Who? You saw him in the Bronx. Rumble, bro! Oh, that's my boy. <laughs> Nick Rumbelow wore number 53. Good for him. All right, so episode 53 is in the books. Uh, we, I didn't think we were going to go this long today, but everything Jesus. just seemed to come out and flow. Yeah. You know you know what it is, though? If we got a good discussion going, we got good flow, why why deprive yeah, the fans of that? I agree. Um, so hopefully we don't have much to talk about on Sunday. We just have three wins to just knock out real quick. Yeah. But you did mention him earlier, and there is a little bit of an update, and I do want to say this before we do go home. Jacoby Ellsbury, who was supposed to be getting closer to on-field baseball activities, is still no closer to on-field baseball activities. In the exact word that Aaron Boone used when asked if Jacoby Ellsbury would play in 2018 is hopeful. He is hopeful. (laughs) That LOLsbury will actually see the on field, not, not just be on in the, in the uniform. Wow. Honestly, he he cannot. The Yankees are just going to prolong this until September. Of course, they have to at this point. You can't legitimately take anybody off this roster for Jacoby nah, Ellsbury. You can't. You can't. How are you going to look Cliff Frazier in the fucking face and say, "Dude, you got to go eat at, at fucking IHOP every night"? <laughs> Because we got to put Jacoby Ellsbury on this team. You can't. All right. So thank you for listening to episode 53 of the NYY Sports Talk podcast. Check out the description to this pod for social media accounts and the link to our website. Also, please definitely check out Mallory's Army. We haven't advertised it a lot recently. We got an initial surge and then things have kind of calmed down. But we will be meeting with the family August 12th. 12th. So we're going to ramp that up again. And sometime this week, maybe even before we record episode 54, we will put the final touches on our long-awaited Glaber Torres shirt that we have been meaning to do. So be on the lookout for that. 
And definitely still check out the shop. It's still NYYST20 if they want to save some yes. dough. NYYST20, save yourself some coin. Put some coin in our pocket. I got nothing else to say. You got anything else I'm you good, want to man. say? All right. <clears throat> so thank you for listening. This was episode 53 of the NYY Sports Talk Podcast. Chris, the Creed 2 trailer was so amazing. Did you really think I was going to go through the whole show without dropping that in there? Yes. You really did? Mm-hmm. Do you not know me at all? Fuck you. Chris. I kinda like you. Say goodbye. <laughs>